Blog Talk Radio.
bitch bustin', but my homie tweets would be nasty, just might catch lip bro in action. I ain't just fuckin' rappin', I ain't gon' say I ain't no fuckin' rapper, cause I like fuckin' rappin'. I ain't gon' lie, I fuckin' suck a trappin', I'd rather been a hitman, can't trust no nigga to pay them dividends. I'm back in the booth, my little woofy whoop in case nigga try to scoop, and I know how to shoot. Just gave it up, huh? I don't give a fuck, ain't droppin' this shit till I beat the case. The police in the way, but fuck them blue bitches, no activist or no politician, that ain't my line of work, G for the verse. Get you a visual and make it back a strings. Last name been ringing bells since baby dude. But that ain't true, that's me. She shaking ass just cause she like the beat. But can she suck to it? When that bad that these hoes do whatever. Like I'm Hugh Heaven. I can't dance, but I'm a jig forever. That's just cool step. When I step out, they like shout a spiffer. Just took a bit of prep. The fuck I look like advertising my blick. Nigga, that's rookie shit. Might have peeped it once, but you ain't gon' see it twice unless you ready to die, yeah. I ain't no killer, but don't push me, bitch. That bar right there, so motherfucking infamous. To tell the truth, I don't think I ever miss. I'm special with the flows like radio. I low-key did promote no promo, and you can still go get that. She like this new weight on me, so I don't need no six-pack. Just can be yourself, I don't see nobody else. And I say Indian reap it all before I see a shelf. You just can't stand in one spot and ask about me. They call me Slater before Guap, but I been AC before. I let my nuts hang in this rap shit. I had hoop dreams. Five fast and the shit like Mark Eaton. Best offense be the D. I still jump out the gym. Ball of butter rim. If I get caught in the gym, shaking shit, going ham. He stay by his lonely buddy blowing, so don't play with him. I dropped out my friends. I got plans, don't involve him. All you need is bands, and your problems gonna be solved. Well, I'm no cost. I'ma pay the cost. They lost in the sauce. And she like me cause I'm conscious. Ain't your favorite, baby, but I'm still a god. You could go fuck with that sense pistol. Drop his pride. I'ma still be me, so it's fuck how you feel inside. She gon' bust it wide. Even when she mad, yeah, the baby still a god. She gon' let me slide. When that bad, that these hoes do whatever. Like I'm you heaven. I can't dance, but I'm a jack forever. That's just cool step. When I step out there like Shotta Spiffer, just took a bit of prep. The fuck I look like advertising my blick. Nigga, that's rookie shit. Think I 
fell in love by how you riding it. Feeling like I slipped on ice by how I sliding it. Put your legs around my neck, baby, ride my lips. Switch your positions, kissing me, licking up type of shit. Think I fell in love by how you riding it. Feeling like I slipped on ice by how I sliding it. Put your legs around my neck, baby, ride my lips. Switch your positions, kissing me, licking up type of shit. She say that I go nuts. All on her face, I'm about to bust one Lil' mama a freak, we fuckin' a day worth a week The seventh time she came in the street, she love when I eat Eat that pussy like a beast, I eat till she come on my teeth She callin' me chief, fuck us all hard, make her queen We fuck us all hard, we can't breathe Yeah, she loving how I get And I love when we in the whip, the way she grabbin' on my dick, ooh, yeah Lil' mama nasty, nasty, she got me bragging, bragging. Yo pussy magic, magic, voila it's extravagant, that pussy got some grip That pussy wet just like a wave, I'm about to dive in it She wanna drive my ship, I'm the Lucinda You play the captain, babe, uh She love when we role play I like to get whipped cream and start up some full play Been fucking for some hours, that turn into four days I eat that cookie just like a blue monster, that's furry Okay it's the things that we did Fucking real slow like we try to make a kid Bite the pillow, how you screaming in your head And then I fuck you so hard like we try to break the bed I fell in love by how you riding it Feeling like I slipped on ice by how I sliding it Put your legs around my neck, baby, ride my lips Switch your positions, kissing me, licking up type of shit Think I fell in love by how you riding it Feeling like I slipped on ice, but how I slide in it Put your legs around my neck, baby, ride my lips Put your positions, kissing and licking all type of shit Yo, 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 yo It's your favorite host of the Butter Toast Radio World And I miss y'all, man, I'm back I missed y'all. It's been crazy, you know, due to work. I I definitely work. um, You know, uh, for all those who work salary or engineering, you know that sometimes when you're off of work, you still have to work. So that's what I've been doing the majority of the time. Normally I do my shows Mondays and Tuesdays, but I've been working. Uh, I do got some stuff cooking up. Uh, I'm going to have a semi-famous celebrity uh, hood famous celebrity, Chicago bound, TikTok bound, um, on the show pretty soon. Um, I got my boy K Vibes coming through pretty soon. Uh, we were supposed to do an interview yesterday. I just totally slipped my mind. But, uh, you know, get back to the swing of things. So, sorry to all my fans, all of our fans here on OG Radio and fans of Radio Red. I'm going to get back to it. Uh, I found my Motivation again, you know, outside of being tired of work, I just got to continue to grind hard and do it. But, um, shit, y'all, I, you know, I got a few announcements towards the end of the show. Um, today's episode, I want to talk about black fathers and mental health because I don't see a lot of this being talked about um, on social media. And just, like, I see a little bit here and there. But, you know, um, I haven't seen too much of it. And I don't know. I think God might be giving me a 
calling to be an advocate of this because I am a father of four, and, and including my stepchildren, I'm a father of seven. And, you know, there's a lot that we go through as men, as fathers, that kind of gets straight, you know, thrown under the rug because, you know, the women go through more. You know, well, the women go through shit, and it's talked about more. And for us men, we kind of put our feelings on a back burner and let women, let them express how they feel in the moment or in general, let them cry it out and all that stuff. So we're there as men, when we come vulnerable with our women, we let them, you know, consoling us what they're going through. And then we just kind of sometimes take a backseat and not really broadcast how we feel or what's going on in our head because we always tend to how women feel. Uh, so I'm here to say that uh, I'll touch on mental health first. I'll get on black fathers. Um, for myself personally, I've I've been a father for 16 years. And in this 16 years, I've made more children and took the responsibility of, you know, being a, a fatherly role figure or a father to um, three other stepchildren of mine. But I don't necessarily call them my stepchildren. They're my daughters, you know, whether they're real fathers want to be involved with their life or not. I'm their dad. They look at me as dad. I'm dad. I never told them they had to call me dad. They do in their own time. You know, that's them. But we do have our days where we go through a lot. A, society, black men already. And I would say I want to speak for a lot of just regular men, but I'm not because the white man don't have it as bad as, as black men. We know what we've been through, slavery, all that, you know what I'm saying? And nowadays, you know, we're put in categories, like if I was a tattooed up dreadhead, I'm now labeled as a threat or a rapper, or or I might go steal some shit. You know, society paints us in a, in a bad picture, you know, so it's hard to be a black man in America. Now, it's even harder to be a black man in America and a black father who is trying to be in their children's life. There are a lot of black men who don't want to be part of their children's life, and they also paint us, put us, majority of black fathers, in a bad picture, a bad light. So I've had numerous conversations with a bunch of people when they find out how many kids I got. It's like, oh, damn, you got a lot of kids. That means you got a lot of baby mamas or there's a lot of drama in this then and third. Like, damn, like, you just automatically just put me in this category, you know what I'm saying? You know, A, yes, I have four children, four different mothers. You know, it's not nobody's fault that I have that many. All the times that I decided to have children were at times of my life that I felt it was almost complete in the sense of being in a relationship where it's like, okay, we're comfortable enough to have children. But after the children, it just didn't work out the way you know, that I would, I planned it to, um, except for with my last child, my two-year-old daughter, uh, me and her mother are getting in the swing of things or trying to get in the swing of things. And, um, you know, God willing, you know, things go right. Um, but we go through a lot. 
we also, I feel like sometimes we also fall into, you know, the toughness of having children because we have to, some of us grow up with parents, some of us grow up without parents, some of us grow up with one parent, some of us grow up with just mothers, some of us grow up with just fathers. And even when you do have both parents, like myself, I grew up with both of my parents, and it doesn't mean that it was easy. My parents didn't showcase the best type of love. They didn't showcase the black love. They didn't showcase, you know, true definitions of motherhood and fatherhood. You know, we kind of went through the emotions in my early childhood of life, you know what I'm saying? So for myself, yes, you know, my childhood was decent. But there was also a lot of downs through that to the point where I wasn't shown how to properly love a woman. I wasn't shown properly how to really necessarily take care of your kids. What I was shown was the man gets up, go to work. Forever long he goes to work, come home, food should be on the stove, kids should be fed play time with kids for a little bit, let the man go to sleep, get up and go to work, do the same thing all over again. So I was taught how to provide. You know, I wasn't given the tools to mentally deal with children. I became accustomed to it because of my older siblings had children that were young, and I was, you know, the uncle. So, you know, I got accustomed to being around children and stuff, and it just kind of flows naturally. So, you know, I would never call my, my oldest son a mistake, but when I, you know, when he was conceived, I was 15 years old, and then I was 16 by the time he came to this world, and um, I did what I thought, you know, was right by him. You know, I would definitely go, um, after I finally got my real job, I provided for him, you know, um, I went through a spell in time where I provided, but I wasn't there. I wasn't around as much. I was addicted to just partying and doing whatever, whatever. And it was explained to me then at a young age, at 16, 17, maybe 18, with his mother, that, hey, it's not about the money. It's the time that you spend with your child. And me and her used to bump heads a lot. And then when she told me that, I kind of took back, took a step back, looked myself in the mirror, was like, damn, you know what, you're right. And as I'm getting older and seeing how, you know, knowing how black men are treated, but also being treated in certain ways and, and seeing how that shit goes, I definitely started putting in the time with my son. And black men aren't equipped with emotions and shit like that, whether you have a son or a daughter. So by the time my daughter came into the world, I softened up a little bit because she's a girl. And I understand how the world works with women and how boys work with women, shit like that. But it's like we already aren't emotional people. We're not men, black men aren't raised to be emotional. So it's hard to with your child fully on an emotional level. Like you could physically be there, you could play with them all day, buy them shit, but you gotta learn to be vulnerable with your children as well and connect with them on an emotional level. So that where they could can come to you about X, Y, and Z. First ladder of my years, no, I was not that guy. I was not emotional. I was more, you know, how I was raised. I was a tough ass. I was a tough parent. So I don't want to hear all that. Those crocodile tears never worked for me. That crying shit never worked for me. It was more so, hey, 
you listen to what the fuck I got to say because I'm your dad. Um, go sit the fuck down because I told you to go do it. You know, instead of being, you know, reasonable and, and, and connected with the emotionally, like, okay, they're, my, my child is upset because of this reason. So I have to be compassionate in this moment to show them, hey, you can't have this because of this. So if I come to you in a calmly manner, you'll calm down your tears and shit like that. But I was a hard ass. You know, I'm still stuck in those ways a little bit, but, you know, nowadays I kind of, I've let up with the more children I had later on in life. But as a black father, and if you're a single father, and the reason why I'm going to say single father because either you are single, like true definition of being single, or single in in the manner of you're just not with that child's mother single. And you may be dating somebody else, but, you know, if you're not with that child's mother, you're a single parent. Um, For me, it's hard because my children live with their mother, and I get them on weekends or every other weekend. And, you know, whatever they decide to do with their life, like move away, they have every right to do so. You know, you could have your input, but at the end of the day, that child majority they're provi- being provided, life that's being provided to them is by their mother. So, you know, you got to deal with the fact that the more children you have, the more problems you kind of create. Not going to lie. It's definitely some fucking problems. So for myself, I'm just going to open up to y'all. With my four children, I have two that's away and two that's here, and I live with one. My youngest son, he's here. I get him every other weekend. My oldest son, the 16-year-old, he recently just moved to Arizona. Now, I don't have a problem with it because I spent 15 years with him here. My youngest daughter, she's not. And I, I always had a problem with her being moved away, you know, a lot. And, you know, how I was and am with my daughter, and for her to just be, you know, taken away and gone like that, you know, it, it creates problems as to where I can't have, I don't really have all my children with me all the time. And it's hard for me to get them all under the same roof. And that does something to a man. All I ever want is for my kids. It don't even have to be a full day. It could be like two, three hours for me to have my children around. And that would make, that would be the world to me. And it's hard because you have to take care of all your children or you work at a job that you, because of the status of the economy, it's kind of hard to make ends meet, and it's kind of hard to provide for all the children, and this one wants that, and this one wants that, and this happened on this date, and this happens on this other date, and it's hard to try to provide in that manner and try to keep the children's mother, um, you know, in the loop of like, hey, I can't do this because X, Y, and Z. And then if child support gets thrown in the mix, you know, it, it is complicated. So as black men, as black fathers, we get frustrated. We get upset. We're hurt. I hurt a lot. I just don't say anything. But I hurt all the time on a daily basis, every day of my life, because my I did something in my life by creating all of them 
I can't have all my children around. That's something I did. I can't blame their mothers for wanting to move to wherever they wanted to move. But I did that. You know what I'm saying? So I have to live with the fact that, damn, my kids will never be close as siblings because they live in X, Y, Z because I did that. Instead of just either A, keeping to my parents or rationally thinking through if I wanted to have children with that person I was with at the time. Black fathers go through shit too, man. We have those up and down days. It's not easy for us because what we solely want to do is make sure that we can provide for our children, let alone whatever girlfriend or or, or fiance or potential wife that we may have. You know, we really want to provide. That's the biggest thing that we want to do for our children, give them the life that we necessarily didn't have. So my thing for me is I definitely want my kids to have a better life, but it's hard to do that when I'm the only one that's keeping in contact with them, you know, or the children's ages range in different frames, or not everybody has a phone where you can keep them all in contact with each other. I have the luxury of all of my children having phones, besides the two-year-old. She's young, but, you know, she can jump on my FaceTime. But all of them, I give, I recently just gave all of my children each other's numbers. So I'm like, hey, um, you know, I, I, I broke down to my oldest one. I was like, hey, you know, since you're the oldest, I would like for you to keep in touch with your siblings you know, as much as you can. I'm not, you know, you don't have to do it, but I know that you love your, you know, your your siblings deeply. So, you know, I would just want you to, you know, when you think about it sometimes, you're not playing a game, you're walking home from school, you randomly wake up on Saturday, you want to text or call, video chat, your siblings do it. My nine-year-old daughter told her the same thing. She's old enough where she can do that as well. My seven-year-old son, he's the shy one, so I don't expect him to kind of reach out all the time, but he does have the option to, you know, call his siblings or whatever. But the times that I do um, get them um, is great. I can, I always normally get three out of the four. Um, and now instead of the four, it's seven. So it definitely would be hard to have all seven under one roof. That's, you know, conversation I would have to have later on down the road with these mothers of my children. But um, my goal now is to have all seven under one roof for, like, at least one holiday. Like, that would make me the happiest man alive, the happiest father alive. So being a black father is hard also when it's, like, sometimes it's not all about y'all. We have feelings, too. We just don't broadcast it because we're so we're, we put in our minds that we're just content with consoling you guys but understand that we go through shit as well and it's exhausting and for those who are single fathers and a mother doesn't want to do anything for their child or she may have passed away I feel for y'all I have a friend who's you know the mother of his child passed away and it's just him so you know we, we go through those up and down days and it's hard for us because, again, we want to provide, but sometimes it's not easy for us to provide because that's all we know. And then when you throw in emotions and shit, that's hard because not all of us know how to channel emotions and fix emotions and, you know, get all that in contact in order. But, you know, it's not easy being a black father. 
because you know society will look at us one way. So you have to teach your kid the normal shit that you teach them in school and in about life, but you also have to teach them about black life. We have black people in general have two lives. We have our regular American life, then we have our black American life. You know what I'm saying? Society, the world looks at America one way, and the world also looks at American black men, black women, black people other ways. So we got to teach them how to operate and move through life. And it's almost as if you got to move scary but not, you know, not scary. Be who you are. Be brave. But at the same time, be cautious. And that's crazy, you know. Um, But what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. And um, I'm going to shift to mental health, uh, what it means to be black father or black being black in general, and then also dealing with mental health, because it is a thing. So this track right here is my boy, ACG, which I'm going to tell y'all right now, I got a lot of new music that I'm going to flood y'all with next week by ACG. Man, it's it's going cracking. It's going to be cracking, y'all. So uh, enjoy this track right here, and I'm going to play probably another track after that. Um, this track right here is called Fiji. It's your boy, Radio Red. Like Fiji, I get a wet till I feed you up. Put this on wet till I feed you up. Put this on wet till I feed you up. I get a wet till I feed you. 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 Put this on wet till I feed you
Little mama light skin, light brown eyes. Got a beautiful face and some nice thighs. Grabbed her by the waist and slid it inside. Put her hands behind her back, I got her shit tight. Now she moaning, young nigga going in. We making puns, so we start recording. Damn, little mama throwing the bag like a professional. Yeah, doing all type of moves like we some wrestlers. Yeah. Stood up and threw it down like I was a tackler. Lift them legs up, girl. Eat it like I'm in breakfast, yeah. Shawty really love the way I do it. Put the pussy in my face and then I go stupid. Then I go stupid. Me in the red room like 50 shades of black. Smack her on the ass while biting on the neck. Playing with that pussy while grabbing on the breast. And this was just the beginning, the remix is next. I get a witch like Fiji. I get a witch like Fiji. I get a wet like Fiji, I get a wet like Fiji. Pussy so wet just like Fiji water, pussy so wet is like Fiji water, pussy so wet just like Fiji water, pussy so wet is like Fiji water. I get a wet like Fiji, I get a wet like Fiji, I get a wet like Fiji, I get a wet like Fiji. Pussy so wet just like Fiji water, pussy so wet just like Fiji water, pussy so wet just like Fiji water. Said that pussy so wet just like Fiji water.
pill shouldn't cure you from having anxiety or cure you from depression. That shit just makes you loopy as fuck. So what I will say is the power of God is is real. So I will say that if you suffer from depression, anxiety, get one with God. God would help you see, see things through. My almost girlfriend, because I'm, I'm currently, in, being honest and transparent with y'all, I'm still going through my divorce right now. I had court earlier, it didn't go the way I planned, so technically I'm still freaking married, and I can't really call her my girlfriend quite yet until after this divorce, you know, through the eyes of the Lord. So, but she helped me get back on my path spiritually to be connected with God. And once I have, I've actually been seeing you know, right from wrong out here in these streets. I've been seeing him moving my life in such a way that, you know, everything is slowly but surely going up. You know, I feel like today, though, was one of those days. It's just like, well, what the fuck? You know, I did all this praying and, you know, shit didn't work out. But you also have to see the light at the end of the tunnel that maybe right now is not in his will for stuff to happen because you still have to maybe prove yourself in so many ways for certain shit. But Get get one with God. Confess your sins. Open up your heart to the Lord, and He will He will make a way for you. So any time that I kind of go through anxiety and depression, I seriously will, you know, if I'm not around my girl, um, you know, I'll tell her like, man, my anxiety, and she'll pray for me, but also will always tell me that I need to pray for myself and pray certain things off outside of what she's doing. So me personally, I'll turn on some, you know, some worship music, something that will uplift my spirit, and um, I'll just talk to God. You know, we all know if you talk to God, he'll say nothing back, but he does seem to know that he's talking to you. Or sometimes he'll talk to you in sleep, you never know. Or he'll be that voice in your head, you know. But talking to God, for me, has helped me. And, you know, I pray that's nothing... Depression, anxiety, and nothing but the devil just doing his work, his magic to get to you and make you feel these certain ways because, of course, he doesn't want to see you happy. He doesn't want to see you make it. He doesn't want to see, you know, marriages and all this other stuff. He don't want it. He don't like it. So he would do everything that he wants to do to, um, you know, make that not happen. So he puts these horrible thoughts in your head. But I want more men to just talk about their depression and talk about things that they're going through. Um, you 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 have to you have to do it. I mean, you there are some non-believers. You know, they go through life in whatever way that they do. But for the believers, for the people that do believe that there's a God, a God, the God, the one and only God, and sometimes there's people who believe in many gods or another God or a multiverse, whatever. Pray. You come to him with an open heart, your blessings will get ordered and delivered. It may not be at the time that you want, but it'll be at a time. Like right now, I want this fucking divorce so bad, but it might not just be not my time right now. I look at it, I had to tell my girl that maybe it's just not the time right now for me to be divorced because he wants me to prove myself into him 
that I will treat his daughter right, which is her, that I will treat her right this time around, you know, after I get a divorce, that I won't just be some wild-ass guy that I used to be and, you know, try to fuck on women and all this other shit. Um, but mental health is a real thing, man. It's, not, it's okay to talk about it. You know, it's it's something that we all go through. And I know there's a lot of black men living here in Chicago in the trenches that go through it. I've been through it. I've been stabbed before. I've been in shootouts. I recently got into some shit a couple years ago that I'm not really going to speak on, but, you know, I almost took another person's life. I was in the right, you know, but, you know, just looking at it on the other sense of it, like, damn, he tried to rob and now he's paralyzed. He can't do you know, whatever he wanted to do in life because he made a bad decision. But, you know, it happens. But you have to pray to God and, and come to him and repent with an open heart. And and I just I just really feel as though more men need to speak on this situation. More men need to, you know, have an answer as to why they're going through this. And God is the answer. God will reveal any and everything that he wants or needs you to be revealed. Um, But mental health, it's serious. Don't take it lightly. It's a serious thing. A lot of people died because their, their mental wasn't straight. And they'll fuck around and commit suicide or went on a murder spree and did, you know, did goofy shit. So get checked out. Make sure that you're okay. And if you're not okay, say something. It's okay to not be okay. You know, the world is already on our shoulders a lot. So just um, just say something. You know, put it out there in the air because more people will talk about it. More people can, you know, help you through that situation. You can slowly but surely create a community of people who go through things like this, and, you know, you guys can talk about it. If you have a day that you're not feeling it, you can reach out to one of the guys or somebody, whoever, you know, and be like, hey, you know, I'm going through this. Can you help me? You know, you know, can you pray for me? Can you? Can you talk to me? Can you talk me through a situation or, you know, something? Make me laugh, anything. You know, I got a group of friends who are my basically my brothers, and, you know, we help, we've been helping each other through a lot of situations in life. We, you know, a lot of us can admit that we would have went crazy if we, it wasn't for the fact that we have this strong bond that we have with each other. And, you know, it helps. So, Talk about it, y'all. It's not. It's not. It's not a, a a foolish thing to. It's a foolish thing to not talk about it. So I feel you should talk about it. You know, open up to people. Definitely harmful, and it's, and it's a thing. You know, it's a, it's a thing. I've recently had opened up about a lot of that stuff that I was going through, and people, you know, don't look at it like people would think that you're crazy they won't because a lot of people go through the same thing you do, which you would never know if you don't open up and talk about it. So talk to God first and then talk to other people. But I want to, I want to advocate for this, y'all. I'm telling you. So at some point, 
you know, who, who, everybody who's on my Facebook, TikTok, whatever the case, I'll, I'll just I'll talk about this because it needs to be talked about, and and more men need to come out and say, hey, I'm going through this too. You know, what can we do to, you know, X, Y, and Z? So I'm going to figure something out. I have right now a desire to speak on a panel. I don't know what that looks like right now. But God has given this me this burning desire to do such. So I feel like He's given me this platform to do something for the dads to speak on our behalf. Give give to the give me the voice for the voiceless. So you know that's how I feel. That's how you know uh, that's today's episode. Really, uh, uh, I might do a part two with more people, but I don't know yet. I just. You know, it's been around since I've been on air. A lot of things happen, you know, a lot of fun things that happen, a lot of funny stuff, a lot of bullshit that happen in the world, but I don't really like breaking sad news to y'all. I just like, I come to what y'all are real shit. And this has been on my mind heavy lately. Um, but just know, more than, more, more than likely next week, I'm going to give y'all two good interviews with two different people. So that's coming soon. Major announcement. I got my – it's been a while. It's been since December. You know, last year on my birthday, I had dropped a, a, a single of instrumental. Um, I am currently working on a track where I'm actually going to rap on it. It's called Before I Let You Go. And I'm going to have my – I'm going to feature my boy B-Trey. I'm trying to lay down this first verse, and it's so hard. It, you know, I don't rap, so, like, the breathing technique is yeah. – you know. But I am releasing a single, though, an instrumental. May twentieth of this month, so it's going to be, it's called Two Guns. Um, I, I recently got into the mix and mastering, and the mastering of it is that bass is crazy. But uh, being on the lookout for that, y'all, uh, catch my TikTok Terrell Redmond Six. Um, I've been doing exceptionally well with it. Uh, I want to shout out to all my fans who's on my Facebook. I've been dropping my TikTok videos on Facebook. And one of the videos I had about 2,000 plays, another one 2,000, and the recent one I dropped 3,200. 3, so uh, I appreciate all the fans who rocking with me, you know, liking my funny videos. So follow my Facebook, Terrell Radio Rail Redmond. Follow my Instagram, uh, Radio Rail 1290. Um, also follow my TikTok, Terrell Redmond 6. And I think I might create a Twitter again just so I could have, you know, a radio page and connect with people on Twitter because I don't necessarily always, you know, follow people or respond to people on Instagram, whatever, like that or Facebook. But I think Twitter is going to be something I'm going to finally try to utilize. But um, that being said, also, Puff and Poetry is back July we're back in July. We got an official spot for Puffin Poetry. I don't know. I know if you follow Genesis on Facebook, she has mentioned it. So I'm letting y'all know in the show that we have a permanent spot that's ours. We're going to be doing everything from this location. So uh, I will give y'all updates when we do the next show. Uh, we had to cancel last week's show due to some stuff. So now that we got a spot, we're going to do it again in July, baby. Puffin Poetry is back. So, um, with that being said, man, you know, I want everybody to just take life for accept for 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 a second and just appreciate it because we all didn't ask to be here, but we're here, and we're still for those that are us that's still alive. We're we're breathing this air. We're doing 
everything that we're doing. We're walking in life. We're trying to figure life out. We're trying to provide, protect, and love, you know, and just just remember to keep God first. If you're a believer in this world, if you believe in God, keep God first, and the rest will follow. I promise you, because I've, I've been seeing it. I see it. I see it. It's happening. It's happening in my life, slowly but surely. I may be impatient sometimes, but it's happening. So with that being said, I'm going to play this out to Chicago's very own El Hitter. Y'all already know. Y'all already know the vibes. You know the song. So, hey, shit, enjoy the rest of y'all week, man. It's motherfucking hump day. So get your humps on. Get your roll on. And shit, enjoy life, y'all. Be safe. Happy birthday, our leader. I love you, baby girl. You my homie for life. And uh, shit, Radio Rail up out of here, baby. Radio Hard head, ain't got a dad, but I'm still a Harley. 